Um, Harper, you first. Um, hello, this is Harper, Savannah, and Jacob from Harding Middle School. We are here with Chris Murphy from Bruellas talking about how math is used in business. Oh, oh, um, what kind of math do you use for your business? Okay, you might have to help me with what kind of math there actually is. So we definitely, any kind of like change, addition, subtraction when we're bringing people up, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, math goes into how many hours our employees work. Ooh. So you have to have, you have to have, yeah, a certain amount working and they cost a certain amount. So that goes into like, what they call cost of operation. So yeah. it costs a certain amount to like run all of this. You have to pay for rent, yeah. you have to pay for your employees, you have to pay for ingredients. So then math, I guess the math part of that is like figuring out all how much all of that costs. And then it, you sell something, you know, like, like we sell the crepes and we sell the coffee and then make sure all of that stuff is covered. And then there's still a little bit more left so that we're like actually making money instead of just like breaking even. That would probably be my the most we use math for. What does success look like for you? Oh, that's a really, that's a really <laughs> deep question. I've been most, when I feel I'm most successful for reasons, one is when we have employees stay for a while. Like they stay for a long time, they like working here and you know, we have enough money to pay everybody. Um, that's probably the baseline of being successful is that the place can like just keep running and going. Um, and then, yeah, I guess like when I, when we like decorate and stuff and people, when they tell us like, oh, we really like it in here. Oh, it looks so cute or it looks so good or that kind of stuff. That's also when I feel most successful. You finally made it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, our third question for you is, how do you use numbers to help you make decisions? How do you use numbers to make decisions? Um, let's think. Hmm. I, I think more like numbers to make decisions. A lot of that would like staffing. That's a good one to point out, I guess. Because you only, some people only want to or need to work a certain amount, right? So we've done a lot of math to figure out how, how many days do we have to be open? How many hours in those days do we have to be open? Um, and then like how many hours the staff wants to work? So there's a lot of numbers that go into that. Um, what was, is that the question? Yeah. How do numbers help you make decisions? Yeah, so like that, it just makes it very logistical. Is that the right word? Yeah. yeah that, that it's like, it's very clear and black and white when you use numbers. Whereas like when you're decorating or when you're making like names for stuff, that's not very like black and white. It can be kind of anything you want it to be. So when it comes down to like brass tacks, I guess, of how much we're going to be open, how much hours we need, that's, that's when I mostly use numbers, I would say. Yeah, okay. Um, what math do you use to pay your employees? So we do like multiplications, yeah. where yeah. most of them have an hourly rate. So one of the ways we do it, yeah, so if you make $15 an hour and you're working 20 hours at the end of the week, you get paid, you know, 20 times 15. Um, the other thing though, how do you, what math do you use to pay your employees? So yeah, there's that and then, 
I mean, that's pretty much it, right? Just multiplication yeah. of like how yeah. many hours they work. And yeah. 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 Sure. Oh, tips. That's actually oh, yeah. it. So yeah. at the end of the week, we huh. put all the tips into one big pool. And the workers that are like hourly workers, so I don't consider myself an hourly worker, I'm but just the owner. Yeah. yeah. So the hourly workers all put their money into a pot, basically, and then however many hours you worked, you get that amount from the pot. So if we, if we made $100 in tips and say Morgan worked 10 hours and Bridget worked 10 hours, that's half, so they would split all the money. But if there's a third person and it's like 10 hours, 10 hours, five hours, then you kind of like split it up differently with that. So Morgan and Bridget would get more money from the pot and the person who worked five hours would get a little less. But it all like, so every week that's different though because your tips are always going to be different. Mm-hmm. How do you actually map into your everyday life working at this business? Inventory is a big one. So a lot of counting, but also a lot of um, like predicting of how much like milk. So usually at the beginning of the week, I'll buy like six gallons of milk. But if we know it's going to be a busy week, then you have to add on, oh, maybe I'm going to add on two gallons of milk. So there's like, that's the most, I would say math, like inventory stuff of how long can this last? Are we ready for like a weekend? Are we ready for the week? Or am I going to have to like run to Giant Eagle like five times, which happens a lot. Um, Oh my God, the amount of times we've had to run over there for stuff. It's like, I don't know what I would do if that wasn't there. I would have just been like, people would have been so annoyed with me for things. Because I'm not a very, like for me, math is not one of my like strongest suits. I'm like good at math if I learn all the rules and stuff. But my brain doesn't work with like numbers like this. I'm much more like, oh, how's everybody like doing in here? How's everyone, is it good? Is it, you know, that kind of stuff. So I always have to check back into the number part to make sure that this is actually like running the right way. Mm-hmm. What motivates you to do hard work? I would say doing, so having employees is a big one that motivates me to work hard because it's like, you know, other people are depending on it. When people are, you know, come in and you can see them having a good time or they really like appreciate a lot of the stuff or that's when they say like, oh, the decorations and stuff like that. That is what like makes me want to like continue working hard. Obviously there's a part of like making money from being like an entrepreneur. It was really weird for us during like COVID and stuff because of all, I mean, it's so weird. You guys know, I don't have to tell you, but like for us, it was really weird because no one could like sit in here for a bit. and. Um, so I think like, but there was like a lot of people who enjoyed the space. There's a lot of people, there's people who work here who make their living from, you know, working here. So those are the things that keep me working hard. Yeah, that's a good reason. Um, how does your company benefit like the Oh no, that's, I think, so we have two people that work here live in Lakewood. I live in Lakewood with my husband. Um, for me, it's like, I just, we wanted to, bring something to the city. Like this is like kind of a business thing. It's like we knew that there wasn't a great place and like, so like part of it was like, oh, if we make that, people will just want that because there's not another one of those around here. Um, So it is a lot of like bringing something new to Lakewood. I personally am not, I'm not from Lakewood. I'm from New York originally. So this is all like totally different town vibe to me. Yeah. And I just like really love all the small businesses. I love, like even though like the houses are like tight and the yards are small, just how many people are here and everyone's been really supportive. 
over the last like yeah. three. So we've been open for three years now. Yeah, like from a big city to a kind of small city. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, like even where I grew up, because I grew up in New York, but I was like an hour and a half from New York City. So it was like a really small town. We didn't have like all of these small businesses. We had a lot more of like, you know, like the plaza that's over there where the subway is in and stuff. We had a lot more of those. So I think what I like about here is that you have all these little like storefronts. And it's like a lot of people that live in the city or like people who work here live in the city. I just like that there's a lot of community in Lakewood, but also focused around like the businesses. Yeah. It just makes it like for us, we're able to do something like a little more unique and a little different. It's not like in five other places. So I really get to like focus on this one. Yeah. 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 Not anywhere else. Um, what services and products do you sell? So we sell coffee and a lot of coffee drinks. We sell like teas and lemonades and stuff too. We do the crepes, which are, I don't know if you guys have ever had them, but just like really thin pancakes yeah. you can fill yeah. them. We do sweet ones, we do savory ones. That's where we make most of our money. So the crepes are like, the hardest thing to make is you have to you know know the setup and you have to learn how to like cook them right and all of that stuff um and then the last part because it's called Bruella's coffee crepes and collectibles and so we have the coffee and the crepes and then the last part is kind of like the tchotchke antique oh, stuff yeah so one of our employees she goes thrifting and she finds all these clothes and she'll sell them here another one of our employees she paints all those pots up there um one of them, Kelly grabbed this one. The other one does like crocheting. Oh. So like this is one of the things she made, but she also made where that plant is hanging in that like yarn thing. Yeah. She makes that too. So we sell those here and any of the employees, if they sell their stuff here, they make all of that. So that's like a little extra that they can make if they want to sell their stuff here. Yeah. These ones I just bought at Target, so they're not yeah. handmade. I remember I've been here on a Saturday morning and I got like the Nutella banana one mm -hmm. and it was like the best thing I've ever it's had. It's good, right? Yeah. yeah. And my mom like wouldn't, she wouldn't let us eat like because she was so interested in all like... All the other stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool because like that, the, the coffee and the crepe part is like what makes us the most money. So that's like, you know, you don't need all this extra stuff for that. But I always thought like when I want someone to come in, I want them to have like other stuff to do or like look at even. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it doesn't make us math wise, it doesn't make us the most money, but I think it like adds to the experience, which makes somebody want to come back. That's yeah. kind of how I think about it. Yeah. yeah, this is the first time I've been here, but I really like it. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> A like lot of stuff to look at. Yeah. Do you work with any other businesses or do you work with any other companies? So we've done, we worked with a couple other small businesses in Lakewood. There's STEM, which is a candle company. Ah. So they actually just made, let me grab that. They made these candles in the coffee mugs. Okay, yeah, and that, so yeah, that's smart. They did, so one of our drinks that we do is called the Jack Latte, which is like, you know, pumpkin spice latte, but we make the ah. syrups here, which actually sounds really hard. So that's another way of using math because it's all like ingredients and like I still can't convert cups into ounces into gallons. I can't do any of that, but I always have to Google it. But the Jackalatte is our like pumpkin spice one we make. So STEM actually made a candle that was pumpkin flavored, but also like coffee flavored. 
and then they put them in the mugs for us. So they've been doing that for us two or three years now. Mm-hmm. I think after the first Halloween, they did two Halloweens with us, so this is their third. The Tea Lab, which is on Detroit, they do all of our teas for us. And then there's a, a company called The Home Pantry, which is run by um, someone my age, this girl named Melina, and she makes all like she makes a lot of the fillings for us. So for this season, she made apple butter. So that's one of the, we have a a caramel apple crepe. So it's the apple butter, graham cracker, peanut, and um, caramel chips. So every season, every time we do a menu, like in the summer, she made a peach preserve for us. She makes those. So I I like to, I like to work with a lot of people. Um, What are your company's goals? Goals. Well, we eventually think we want to open another one. And so that would be one of the goals to just have like a bigger operation. Um, honestly, my goal for like the last year has just been to get through COVID. So we're still like, it's still lingering a little bit, you know, but um, I think we're like pretty much, I don't, unless it got as bad as knock on wood, as it was in the beginning, it, like there's no reason to think. Um, I'm not trying to stress any of you out. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just, <laughs> but um I would say like, yeah, for now it's, we just hired a new person. So I think eventually I would like to open hours a little bit more, have a little bit more of like a, a staff that can do that. And then yeah, expand a little bit and hopefully open up a second one. Yeah, nice. Um, how do you determine the price of your products? So I think a lot about how much is this person really like probably willing or expecting to spend. Um, you, you're supposed to, like, especially with collectible stuff, like do a 70%. So if I bought this candle for, um, like $10, technically I'm supposed to make 70% when I sell it. So 70% of 10 is seven. So that means I should be selling it for 17. Yeah. So those kind of things, that's how you do like the collectible stuff. It's really easy there when it comes to the stuff behind the bar. It's a little harder because like milk one week can cost one thing and the next week it costs like another. Um, But you're always trying to, yeah, you're balancing out how much is it costing you? How much is this person going to pay for it? And then when you're a smaller business, like like Starbucks, for example, can buy things a lot more in bulk. So it's a lot cheaper. So for us, there is a little bit more since we're not going to buy as much coffee as Starbucks is because they're doing it all day or Dunkin Donuts. You got to kind of like weigh that out too. So, um, and there was one more, but uh, we forgot to say it at the beginning. Mr. Murphy, how do you use mathematical thinking every day at work? Mathematical thinking every day at work. I would say, yeah, how much things are running out. If I'm like behind the bar and it's a really busy day, math might not be like numerical math, right? But like in the sense of, oh, that's half empty. We're at 10 o'clock. We have four more hours still, or, or yeah, four hours still, is this gonna run out by the end of the day? There's, it's not a very practical math, like I'm not writing a formula out, but you're kind of running through your head of like, oh, if it's another really busy day, we usually go through two of these in a day. If I have half and we're hoping for four more hours, we need to get more of it, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that would be, and then every time you're ringing somebody up, there's some type of math in there, making sure that their order is added up right and like, if they order one coffee and the number comes up as like $20, you clearly did something wrong. And then you have to like check. So that's, that's like the two 
I would say, like most pressing ways that we use math every day. That's all. That's all. That's like all of our questions.